Welcome to Marriage Devotionals with Jeff and Debbie, a weekly opportunity to listen in as they share their personal devotionals to encourage you and yours. And now, here's your hosts, national speakers and authors, Jeff and Debbie. January 22nd, Mark 5, 1-20. Our first commission. Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how He has had mercy on you. Mark 5, 19. The church has nothing to do but to save souls. Therefore, spend and be spent in this work. Who is the first person in the Gospels whom Jesus commissions to be a witness of his mercy? A disciple who trained with him for three years? A seminarian of the day? A centurion, government official, a converted Pharisee? No, it was the Gerasene demoniac, the man in whom a legion of evil spirits dwelt a beast-like creature with superhuman strength who lived among the tombs, the village sideshow. Children would have been warned by their mothers not to go too close to the cemetery, but they probably went anyway, lurking in the distance to catch a glimpse of him. He was the equivalent of the modern-day haunted house, who defied explanation. He defied explanation even more after his encounter with Jesus, as he sat there dressed and calm in his right mind. He begged to become a disciple, but Jesus called him to be a missionary to his hometown, and all the people were amazed, it says in verse 20. We often think we need years of preparation and experience before we are useful to God. We don't. We often think God needs his witnesses to have sterling reputation. He doesn't. All that's required is this, an encounter with Jesus and the will to tell about it. How we complicate things. We study apologetics, we wait for a call, we seek so much direction. These things are helpful, but not prerequisites. Like the ex-demoniac, all we're asked to do is, quote, tell them how much the Lord has done, end quote, for us. It's that simple. I don't think that has ever dawned on me before. What's that? That it's the first person in the gospel that Jesus commissions to be a missionary or a witness mm-hmm. of his mercy. Yeah. And just that whole thing that he could have shown mercy to a bunch of different people, but he showed mercy to somebody who like needed it the most and that other people didn't even think probably deserved it, you know? Yeah. So, hmm. I guess in our marriage relationship, the only thing I can think of, you know, that would really kind of translate is just that, is the, when you go and show everybody how crazy I was before I married you <laughs> and now how refined and, and sane I am after living no. <laughs> in close proximity to you for three and a half decades. Now I'm dressed properly That's and hilarious. I can sit and um, be self-controlled at the dinner table. <laughs> well, sometimes. But no, I just mean like that whole thing of showing mercy to the person who doesn't have it together. Yeah. You know, um, that I need to be willing to do that to you and for you. Um, and I guess more than anything, just being grateful that God gives us the ability and can say, hey, go and share with people what he's done. Mm-hmm. You know, people ask us sometimes whether or not we we have a degree in family and, and marriage ministry, and we don't. It was just something that God really put on our hearts mm-hmm. to do. And he kind of made us these missionaries to the family. And yeah. I guess it's all about going home to our family, to families, mm-hmm. and telling them how much God has done for us. And 
how he's had mercy on us yeah. in our marriage, helping us learn to forgive each other, giving us better and more chances to do this whole relationship thing better. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is funny. I hadn't thought of that. But remember when we were at that Fall Festival of Marriage in Palm Coast, Florida, is where we met Gary right after the Five Love Languages has come out. And Gary he was Chapman. Asking, yeah. And he was asking what what we felt like we were being led to do. And we told him, you know, marriage and family ministry and how we wanted to do family revivals because back in that day it was a big deal to do revivals and we wanted to provide this proactive preventative kind of a thing in churches and saying I guess so I guess our next step is we need to go to seminary mm -hmm. and Gary going seminary's not teaching that yet right. you're you're kind of ahead of the curve they're just teaching about counseling and so um, I think you guys just need to go out there and start doing it and I'll mentor you and right. I, I remember how scared I was at that answer. Mm. Um, it was almost like I was going, I'd rather learn how to become <laughs> this trained professional. Yeah, like this guy. I'd rather be yeah. a disciple. Really? Yeah. You're just going to send me out there? Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm sure the, the demoniac was probably terrified to go back to people and not know how they were going to respond because right. the only evidence he had to how people were going to respond is all these village people who are freaking out. Right. Yeah. And I always think it's so... I think the crazy person in the story isn't the demoniac, it's the people around him. Because, yeah, they told their kids to stay away, maybe. That's not in the scripture, but it's a... I mean, right. we would have. Um, it's like they got so comfortable with the evil they knew that all of a sudden this miracle and this righteousness they didn't know how to live with scared them. Hmm. So, you know, maybe those couples that we work with that are coming to Regen um, for a marriage intensive, maybe that's something that we've got to kind of remember and pray for about them is they've gotten used to the crazy. Right. And so we get frustrated when we're like, why wouldn't you want to do something different? Right. I think it's because they've gotten comfortable with the crazy they know. Yeah. It's the righteousness they don't know that scares them, maybe. Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for the fact that you give mercy to all of us and in all of our crazy, um, whatever that looks like. Thank you for the fact that you don't... Um, need us to have a certain amount of knowledge if we'll just trust you and tell others about how great you are and that that's that's the only knowledge we really have to have uh, i thank you for the opportunity to be missionaries to families um, and i do i thank you for times when just there are times when i need to give mercy to jeff when I may not understand where he's coming from. And this story reminds me of how I should do that because you've done that for me. Amen. Lord, I joked about a while ago, but I am so grateful for a wife who was willing to put up, and still is, willing to put up with some of my craziness. And um, it is really a miracle how much you've grown me in being married to her and becoming one with her and and I want to thank you for that. I know I joked about it a while ago, but it real, there is a lot of that that's true. So thank you, Father, for your power and your willingness to use us wherever we, wherever we are and wherever we've been. Amen.